We have the power of prayer. It's harmless phosphorescence. everyone, this is your host, Throw Smiley, and imagine me going to my three, no, no, five, no, no, seven children, and having to explain my disfigurement. I was an ugly man to begin with. Who's joining me this week? I'm Josh Cece, and I would like to show you my Gruber cave. I'm Brian Lesh, and Jesus loves me. That's got to count for something, right? I'm Alaric Weber, or should I say, Captain Fudge. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) It is... (laughs) (laughs) and this is a harmless phosphorescence it's a podcast where we watch every theatrically released full-length live action superhero movie ever made we gather some research into the production and the source material then we tell you all about it and this show is brought to you by our patrons patrons like executive producers michael beckwith and atticus burkett you can be a patron too just head over to patreon.com slash harmless entertainment We got lots of bonus content there. We've got Star Wars shows, music shows, holiday shows. Uh, We've got weekly music shows coming out. So head on over and check it out. Patreon.com slash Harmless Entertainment. Now this week on Harmless Phosphorescence, we are watching Super Capers. Who did this to you, huh? Speak up. Who are we suing? Until the day... Mr. Gruberman, I find you undoubtedly guilty. He went too far. What? are your powers well, you know my, my powers are in development i'm going to have to sentence you to a halfway house for superheroes you will be a super caper member Raina! you're gonna be a superhero oh big deal now ed gruberman new superhero for hire i may not look like much but i am sharp as a whip where's your luggage Ah, oh, crap an elite team of crusaders. So, why do they call you Puffer Boy? When I get scared, I uh, blow up like a pufferfish. Really? Yeah. Is taking in a new member. I'm ready to kick some butt. You got a cold six. Creatures back. Taking on the forces of evil. What are you doing? Just uh, checking these cars for gas leaks. Oh, is that one of your special powers? Ready the cloaking device. Engage. Schmucks. And taking courage to a whole new level. I've noticed you gained a little weight there. And are those gray hairs I see? (laughs) (laughs) Next summer. You don't scare me. Agents! (laughs) That's just disgusting! Your head is so big. I know, I know, it's big, it's big. If you can take the heat. I was able to develop my power. Can you make it go higher? Careful, Igniter Boy. Okay, that was amazing. Stay away from the Super Gapers. Kill them, kill them all! Why are you gonna kill my friends? What else is there to do on a Tuesday night? I believe in you. Get away from me, fatty! I think I may have had an accident. I don't get paid enough for this. Super Capers. Would you like an autograph? No charge. Super Capers. Um, <laughs> released March 20th, 2009, with a running time of 98 minutes. Um, 
a budget of $2 million, it took in $30,955 at the box <laughs> office. <laughs> the power of prayer. Holy Ooh. crap. Yes, indeed. Uh, it was a bomb. <laughs> Rightfully so. This movie, make no... No uh, mistake, uh, listeners and viewers, this movie is terrible. Who gave this guy $2 million? Right? Okay, so I was mentioning that to Andrea. You know, you think of a movie like um, uh, Orange County, which is made by Jake Kasdan, whose dad is Lawrence Kasdan. So everyone that popped into that movie makes sense. He's a famous director. But yeah, this guy had so much licensed merchandise and a few actors, B, maybe B actor, but it made me think like, who who does this guy know? Like who? I'm with Al. Yeah. He, who looked at this fucking script and was like two mil? I didn't look right. too deep into him, but he's a documentarian, like a la Michael Moore, but a right wing documentarian. Right. Yeah. The other way. So I assume that he has some connections uh, in that world, in that Could media oh, side. You know, he probably got financed by some right wing organizations. Yeah. And or religious. Yeah. 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 You're right. Yeah, because I also jotted down things that didn't even have to do with religion, but had to do with right wing philosophies that he. Oh yeah, in. there's a mm-hmm. number of them. Yes. I'm sure we all did. Yes. There was nothing veiled. <laughs> no, no, this was not a subtle film. Um, so, uh, guys, I think it's time. You want to play the box office top <laughs> ten game? <laughs> Okay, let's guess. So, are we, we so, guessing what mean, number so, this opened at? Right, so, it's not going to be in the top 10. No, 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 no. Okay, so here's the thing. It is in the top 100. So, that's your range. Take take a guess, guys, and I'll I'll reveal it that's immediately. Right. I'll, I'll read down the top 10 after we reveal where it opened. Okay, so um, how much money did you make? $30,000? $30,000. How does that happen? <laughs> it seems like that seems like it takes effort. <laughs> I right. don't know. Like, how do you? Wow, thirty grand. Honestly, that seems like a lot of money for this movie to make. <laughs> okay, so there were a hundred movies in the theater that week. Yeah, there. Well, a hundred nine wow. actually. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah, I could I could read them all down for you, Al, if you like. No, okay. No. <laughs> it's not a question of your credibility. That's just crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say 67. Brian, okay, Brian says 67. Uh, Josh, what do you think? Okay, 22. Josh says 22. Wow, going high. What do you think, Al? 99. Al says 99. All right, so. Um, Brian is the closest. This opened at number 61. Wow. That's close, close. Well done. Um, Let's go to Vegas. Movie, there were a number of movies that opened this week that opened that that did less well, <laughs> that didn't do as well as this movie did. There's something called Perestroika, <laughs> which is about an astrophysicist, Sasha Greenberg, who spent 17 years working in the United States. Oh my god, this is so long. It's something about Russia. I don't know. I'm not going to read that. Um, Coyote County Loser opened this week against it and did less well. Um, oh wow. Uh, local talk radio station K-Rap in the American Southwest struggles financially, withering like a tumbleweed. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, 30 grand, that doesn't even feel like it accounts for the people who accidentally saw this. Right. <laughs> they like, yeah, went into the, the wrong theater. 
Yeah, like the people that the production company bought tickets for, you know, just <laughs> yeah. yourselves. Oh my god, that's a good point. Yeah, the not new- even enough people in their families. <laughs> it opened or up. Only. It opened up against and did better than the new twenty. Five best friends in their twenties discover new truths about themselves and the friendships they thought would last forever. This looks. I'm pretty sure this is a. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is about uh, like, like a gay community because there's a lot of shirtless men on the cover of that. Um, oh, well, we're going to talk about that in some of our reviews. Yeah. I have. Um, so two, this is 2009. Everything you've read sounded like an 80s or 90s. Right. Like, Man, Mancora opened up against this, which is an adventure drama about... I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, These all sound better than Super Capers. Right? Skills like this. Max Solomon faces the awful truth that he will never be a writer. <laughs> and um, then a few open better. Valentino, the last emperor. Sin nombre, which I assume is what? a span. Yeah. A Honduran movie. Um, the great Buck Howard <laughs> opened at 37. That I remember. Uh, um, and let's see. And that's it until we get to the top 10. So, all right. You guys ready to do the top yeah. 10 game here? Yeah. Let's yep. get to it. Here we go. So, number 10, um, an adventurous 11-year-old girl finds another world that is a strangely idealized version of her frustrating home, but it has sinister secrets. That was last Coraline. week. Coraline. Yes. Yeah. This was last week. So, Al, you get one quarter portion. Um <laughs> <laughs> you get a button. You get a shiny button. Yeah, a button eye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number nine, not Ernest, but somebody else goes to jail. It was last week, too. Yeah. Medea, yep. yes. His o- older cross-dressing African-American contemporary. Yes. <laughs> Ernest and Medea. <laughs> <laughs> Ernest and Medea, too. Pig in the city. Um <laughs> Um, number eight as uh, Indian who wants to be a millionaire. Wait, who wants? Slumdog millionaire. Slumdog, yes. yeah, yeah. Slumdog. Um, the ones that we had last week, I'm just kind of, <laughs> kind of glossing over here. Um, number seven, yeah, number seven. Um, a particular set of skills. <laughs> Take it, Jake. Take it. Yes. Um, and all right, number six. After kidnapping and brutally assaulting two young women, a gang, gang unknowing the gang unknowingly finds refuge at a vacation. Home. Our gang. Yeah. It's like the Friends or something. Yeah. <laughs> like Alfalfa and Spanky. What was the first part? Though? After kidnapping and brutally assaulting two young women, the gang unknowingly finds refuge. <laughs> At a vacation home, belonging to the parents of one of the victims. Is that last house on the left? It is. Yes, <laughs> Josh, you get the last point on the left. They went as pedestrian with that description as they could. Yeah, they did. That's fucking intense. Yeah, no, I I don't think it's as intense as the seventies one though. Oh, it's not. No, 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 it's not. The first one. It's terrifying. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. The first one is Dear God. Number five. In 1985, 
The murder of a colleague sends active an active vigilante into his own sprawling investigation, uncovering something that could completely change the course of history as we know it. Watchmen. Watchmen, yes, Al. You get a Snyder point. Um, <laughs> Not a Snyder dog? <laughs> Snyder dogs and Nolan burgers. <laughs> Sold fresh here. <laughs> BYOB. <laughs> Uh, coming in at number four. Oh my god, I forgot about this. Um, a Las Vegas cabbie enlists the help of a UFO expert to protect two siblings with paranormal powers from the clutches oh. of an organization that wants to use the kids for their nefarious plans. To remake? Yes. Escape from which mountain? Not yep. escape. Oh. Return? Race to which mountain? Race to which mountain? Starring The Rock. Starring The Rock. <laughs> Was he the cabbie? It's, or is it sounds he like the... it's a question. Yeah. Race to which mountain? <laughs> <laughs> that mountain. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> Werewolf? Their wolf. <laughs> Their castle. Um, and opening this week at number three, two ex-government agents turn rival industrial spies have to be at the top of their gang when one of their companies prepares to launch a major product. However, they distract each other in more ways than one. Mr. and Mrs. Smith? No. That's a good uh. guess. Mm. Brain candy? <laughs> no. <laughs> I got nothing. And it, nothing. Yeah. It's called duplicity. Uh. This isn't the one with Michael Keaton, right? No, it's Julia Roberts and That's Clive. Julia Roberts and Clive Owen. <laughs> Clive Warren? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, that's like generic, like, I don't know, like Julia, <laughs> Julia Roberts movie is what that feels yeah. like. Um, love. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, number two, friendless Peter Clavin goes on a series of mandates. <laughs> I want to oh. just leave it there. <laughs> to find yeah, I love you. It's I love you, man. It is. Yeah, that's yeah. With Paul Rudd and Jason Segel. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Slapping the bass. Slapping the bass. Now you're going Irish. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing his Jamaican impression. That had Lou Ferrigno in it, didn't it? In more yes. than just the Hulk role. A prominent role. Yeah. Good He's trying him. to sell um, Lou's house. That's that's the underlying. Oh, that's uh, right. It has a statue what, of the Hulk in front of it. Which makes it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've always wanted to buy a house with a full life, full size Lou Ferrigno statue in the garden. <laughs> Uh, um, and the number one movie of the week MIT professor John Kessler links a mysterious list of numbers from a time capsule to past and future disasters and sets out to prevent the ultimate catastrophe is this seven or something no what was that that movie called is it Lupa no it's not Looper is this Jim Carrey in that thriller movie that he and made. Um, no, no, no. This is this is Nick Cage. It's a Nick Cage movie. Oh shit. Um, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. It's not a national treasure? No, no, it's called Knowing. <laughs> Knowing. Oh, I remember that. That was so stupid. <laughs> and, yeah. He could he would get premonitions or see in the future, but literally like either thirty seconds to three minutes. Wow. Yeah. Not enough to really do anything. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, yeah, that's that's our box office top ten this week, everybody. Um, 
Which brings us to the movie itself. There is no comics history on this because this sprung from the brain of one man and one one auteur, you might say. Yeah. Exactly. This felt like a committee. This didn't feel like one man. This felt like he was calling a couple of church leaders around the country. And oh, oh I see. What they wanted I see what you mean. Yeah. There, there was a council of elders overlooking this movie, uh-huh. in my opinion. But it's nice. He also made it nice in general, so it's non-specific to any denomination. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's prayer and it's God. If, if, yeah. Christ, if Christianity is non-denominational. it's a good point yeah because yeah it's very christian it's very christian right but i yeah exactly nothing against christianity but fuck this movie oh nothing against (laughs) let's let's explore yeah yeah exactly um all right so yeah this was written and directed by ray griggs we have a request uh from andrea for me to uh recount the bible yeah, name us the, the characters throughout the Bible who also had the power of prayer and speaking to God. That'll be like important. A lot of those dudes. Moses, yeah. that's the first one that comes to mind. <laughs> he also did some time traveling too, right? Yeah. Well, even Adam and Eve, like right off the bat, they're getting shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. Um, so uh, you're I'm, not I'm not going to go into the Bible. Lo, and though the Hindus speak of karma, I'm, I'm not an ordained minister, honey. I'm doing the best I can. Uh, um, by the way, thanks, Al, for monitoring the chat. Uh, no problem. Or should I say our fifth our our fifth unofficial panel member, Andrea. <laughs> um, so, all right. Um, Ray Griggs. Oh, boy. Okay, so... This is what I got on this guy. He um, made a short film called Lucifer, which is a biblical account of the fallen angel. It was um, an animated film, um, and uh, that got him the uh, the the visibility to get this financed and made, as far as I can tell. That's what the poster was for later on in the movie. The one that's Holy in between. Um, yeah. What's it in between? It's, uh, it's in between uh, Indian and Jedi and yeah, right. Temple of Doom or. Yeah. 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 Temple of Doom. Lucifer. That's his movie. Yes. Um, and it's on a pedestal between the two of those yes, it three is. films. Uh, so an, an animated retelling of the devil's history. <laughs> interested enough. Yeah. Brian's right. There were a lot of low-key Christian organizations that are like, For sure. make a live-action one. He followed this up. The only other released film he has with I Want Your Money, a 2010 documentary about socialism and the role of government in society. Uh, the film features interviews and economists with economists, conservative personalities, and government officials. The cover is Obama- as Uncle Sam pointing, saying, I want your money. So did you read anything about this? Because I went down this rabbit hole uh, somewhere during the second act of this movie. I Googled this guy. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Mm-hmm. So the movie is interspersed. Uh, I want your money is interspersed with CGI sequences of past presidents in 
questionable situ- situations. I didn't watch any of this shit, but oh my uh, God. basically it's him interviewing uh, Newt Gingrich and a couple of other well-known right-wing people. This movie was uh, um, produced by Breitbart, Andrew Breitbart. Oh. Rest in peace or wherever you are. <laughs> yeah. um, but the, the I was reading some interesting stuff about the CGI sequences and they are if they are about like Obama or Pelosi or Bill Clinton, they are like the most grotesque character uh, caricatures of these people with like wacky voices and everything, which just makes me think like how close to this is Michael Moore? Cause they, that was the comparison, but I'm like, mm. Michael Moore mm. was very like clear cut what he was trying yeah. to do. This just seems like, like this movie, like we're going to put everything into one thing and call it done. Right. Try to connect everything without connecting anything. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, description of this movie on IMDb was written by Ray Griggs himself. Nobody oh. bothered to. <laughs> Not um, even God. Of course. Uh, but the last line is uh, the documentary film exposes the high cost in lost freedom and in lost opportunity to support a Leviathan like bureaucratic state. Dear God. I love that the new event uh, yeah american god or american jesus is what they call it yeah. now but you know you you're a christian film producer and you make a movie railing against socialism <laughs> right yeah it's exactly. just like yeah jesus definitely didn't share so and flashback 11 years deficit spending was the the big thing yeah oh yeah and Basically, yeah. in like what 2011, 2012, Obama made this whole stink about like we're going to turn around deficit spending, and proceeded to shrink the deficit. He did, yeah, he did do it, but a yeah. lot. And I'll bet you this movie was born out of that Tea Party bullshit of the yeah. ACA is going to take all our money and death panels. Well, let's not yeah. let's not forget that Obama came close to um to eliminating the deficit. He didn't get there, but he came close. And the yeah. only other president in the last fifty years. To um, to uh, run a surplus was Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton, yeah, yeah. which they they made quick work of spending. Yeah, getting yeah. back. Well, to and likewise, the the trajectory to you know reduce the deficit was upended when Trump became president and removed mm-hmm. all the tax cuts for the wealthy. Yeah, right. exactly. Because he doesn't even understand what how the deficit. Yeah. Well, I mean, we need to. <laughs> We need to get that money somehow to pay off our debt. Um, <laughs> well, we'll do what we always do. We borrow from China to pay our debt to China. <laughs> and so they make money on both ends. And that's been the practice for a long time. But anyways. Superhero this, movies. Uh, yeah. Ray Riggs. Yeah. So Ray Riggs. Ray Riggs. So, okay. There's a few other tidbits I have about this guy in particular that's interesting. So um, in t- 2009, um. His iPhone app was rejected by Apple. <laughs> no. Because- this guy's fucking diversifying his bonds like fucking Wu-Tang Financial. No, no, no. What was the app? What did the, it do? So yeah. the, the app allowed the user to contact any U.S. congressman or senator based on GPS coordinates. Um, Holy shit. I'm glad that was denied. Yeah. Um, it also featured animated bobblehead caricatures of each representative. This is why it was... Um, rejected from uh, the iStore is because um, a caricature of Nancy Pelosi was deemed objectionable. 
<laughs> that's why it was rejected not the fact that like yeah we want to put tracking devices on congress well, then well it, i assume it, i assume that it was like your by your location if you're visiting new york you can then call chuck Sch- new york you can call chuck yeah. schumer's office it wasn't tracking the actual congressman <laughs> i know but yeah anyway. so i then we, there was so little on his wikipedia page that i actually looked up his linkedin which is where i get the following information <laughs> Um, so these are the projects which he has been attempting to get underway since 2010. This is 2010 to present. He has been attempting to get a wind in the willows live action movie made. Oh, I love the wind in the willows. Yeah, me too. I don't want to see this dude's version. Um, no, no, I don't. Um, in 2013 and 2014, he attempted to get made a uh, movie called repo elves. Um, which, what? Um, so, uh, yeah, um, he 2012 and 2013, he tried to get a Capone movie made. What? He tried to get an animated film during 2012 made called Revolutionary Heroes. What? Um, based on historical events, it was animated. And other than Lucifer, Super Capers, and I Want Your Money, which we all spoke about, the only other project he has listed on his LinkedIn is he was the guide cam, audio, video, tour, app, and kiosk designer for the Reagan Library. <laughs> so, wow, that's a high-tech wow. library. <laughs> yes. Well, and I mean, he's uh, – so that just shows how deep his connections are. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, he well, designed well, the kiosk and like the you put the headphones on and hear about Ronnie. Like that's this dude. Well, yeah, and I'm sure in his documentary, one of the right wing econ- economists he speaks to is Grover Norquist. I'll bet he's in there absolutely. Oh, sure. And the tax system yeah. from Reagan to this very fucking day has been mandated by Republicans. Have to sign a contract that Grover Norquist has written up that they will not raise taxes. Yeah. Yep. They're still signing that thing, which is wild to me. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it feels so archaic at this point. Like Grover Norquist, that's some Bush era stuff, guys. Come on. Well, Norquist is is far to the left of a lot of Republican politicians, as wild as that is to say. On social issues. On social issues. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just weird. In favor of bankrupting the government on purpose. Mm -hmm. He's he's the old drowned in the bathtub uh, originator. Yeah. Right. So, all right. So this film stars a number of people, strangely. Yeah. Um, we have Justin Whalen as Gruberman, Ed Gruberman. Um, he was probably best known as Jimmy Olsen in the Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman. Um, With Dean Cain, who was also super right wing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, seasons two through four for uh, the first season had a different Jimmy Olsen. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Interesting. <laughs> it's like wonder what happened Stevens to that thing. guy um, <laughs> he also played uh andy barclay in child's play three um <laughs> still playing still playing um he's been in a bunch of stuff actually he was in national lampoon's dorm days too uh his final film was also in 2009 called off the ledge yeah. Oh, it wasn't uh, this? No, he no, he didn't end this for me. So I, I looked him up. I was like, oh, I remember him from Lois and Clark. His Twitter uh, activity was January of 2009 to May of 2009. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Essentially yeah. stopped with promoting this movie and then twice in 2012 
promoting some like I turned a hundred or I turned ten dollars into a hundred and eight dollars like copy paste. Oh, oh no. my god! Selling website. Oh, I was just sad. like, this movie killed this guy's career. Oh <laughs> no! It's already dead, but yeah. Oh, uh, um, okay. Samuel Lloyd played Herman Brainard. Um, best known That's as Ted. Character. Ted from Scrubs. Yeah. Yep. Freaking love Scrubs. Um, yeah, he was also in Cougar Town, apparently. Um, Bra- he, Brainerd was just Ted. Yeah, he with, was, yeah, with a forehead. He was the best part of this movie, hands down. Huh. I thought. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Eh? I'm still partial to Michael Rooker. Oh, Michael think, Rooker was yeah. I um, mean, the brain looked familiar. His face looked vaguely familiar, but I, I don't know anything about Scrubs. Oh, you should seriously watch Scrubs. No, I have tried. Oh, okay. It's terrible. <laughs> All right. Sorry. I love it. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> this is your right. <laughs> yes. uh, um, so, all right. Uh, he's also, he's well known as an acapella. Um, wow. As an acapella singer. Um, he has a group called The Blanks. They they appeared on Scrubs a number of times. They released a number of albums. Um he played bass in a Beatles tribute group. Um, he passed away from brain cancer, I believe, recently, just just last year, 2020. Oh, wow. Yeah, back in April. Yeah. Um, let's see. Ryan McPartland as Will Powers. This was this is my favorite part of the movie was this guy. Yeah, me too. He was fun. He was fun. Um, He's like, he was like an insecure Homelander. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he's best known as uh, Devin uh, Woodcomb from Chuck. Captain Awesome. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, oh, God, let's see. He's not done a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, yeah. I don't know. He worked through the teens. Bunch of B movies. Um, television. Yeah, he was on a bunch. He did a bunch of single episode guest spots on TV shows, Fuller House, Devious Maids, Ghosted. Um, let's see. Danielle Harris as Felicia Freeze. Um, she is best known for uh, being in a bunch of Halloween movies as Jamie Lloyd. Hmm. Um, she was in the Halloween remake and its sequel. Uh, she was in Urban Legend. Um, she was in the Hatchet series. She's a scream queen. Then I've definitely seen her. Yeah, she looked very familiar to me. I just I couldn't place her during the film. Oh, she was also in Free Willy and the Last Boy Scout. Huh. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ray Griggs played Puffer Boy. That's our guy. <laughs> That's Puffer the dude. Boy. Yep, Puffer yeah. Boy. Oh, what? Uh, Andrew pointed out uh, Felicia Freeze. What was her name? Uh, uh, Danielle Danielle Harris Danielle uh, was Harris. in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Oh, yes, she was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Um. Let's see. Tiny Lister played Sarge. Um. We've talked about him a few times. He's been in a few films we've done. Um. He's Debo. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. He's always great. Um. Yeah. He's very great in this. He seems like he's a butler. He doesn't seem like he's like pres- Professor X level where he's teaching anybody. Anything. No. He's just running that halfway house. Well, and he disappears uh, for the yeah. entire third act. 
Right. And, you know, a halfway house in reality, you know, it's a place where people who are ready to leave prison, but not quite ready to be in society or have an addiction. That's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so how does that fit in with these superheroes? I mean, they don't even train there. No, it's no. just weird. <laughs> he got sentenced to a halfway house for super. Oh, yeah. Superhero. Yeah. Uh, uh, right. Let's see. Uh, let, oh, we got it. All right. Chris Owen as Igniter Boy. Oliver Muirhead as Hubert Q. Herbert Q. Um, and then we've got our, well, let's see. Christine Lakin as Red. She was familiar, too. Um, oh, she was on Step by Step. Oh, God. Wow. Uh uh, oh, she's the voice of Joyce Kinney in Family Guy. Um, so uh, then we got Michael Rooker as the judge <laughs> slash Darkwinged Vesper slash Bernard Raymond III. Okay, can I point out that I didn't know what Vesper meant offhand, and I looked it up. It uh, literally means um, nighttime prayer, like your evening prayer. Mm. <laughs> oh, interesting. Huh. Um, I also looked it up because I assumed it was a bird, and it was. It's uh, the the Vesper sparrow is a medium sized New World sparrow. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, the New World. Oh, New World sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the new one. Um, all right, we got. Uh, let's see, John Polito is Captain Sludge. We've talked about him before. Rocketeer, the Crow. Um, Clint Howard played the Mugger. <laughs> Yeah. He seemed as confused as the rest of us. Right. Like what? I loved it. <laughs> um, Tom Sizemore. <laughs> okay. Roger Cheatham. Has anybody seen his documentary? No. No. Okay. It, he, he produced it, but it, it's uh, the title is I'm no, I'm not Michael Madsen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Didn't, he, didn't he get into hot water? Uh, he did. Around yeah, this did. time. And he ended up like trying to like release porn videos or something to like finance his career. Oh no. He was a pretty scummy guy. Yeah. Yeah. Or is, but yeah, he said for his entire career, nobody ever said Tom Sizemore. He was in a few big movies, but yeah. Yeah. Um, Like he's the guy from Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. He's not. (laughs) (laughs) That's Michael Madsen. Um, um, Adam West was in, it is a cab. Was mad. Yeah. Yeah. Adam West was mad. Yeah. Adam West was like, how much are you going to pay me? All right, fine. When I looked in the credits, the guy who owns the Batmobile um, is sort of a famous Hollywood memorabilia collector. So it's very likely that was the Adam West Batmobile. Hmm. Interesting. I, I couldn't confirm that point, but yeah, he looked pretty mad. Uh, yeah. um, Doug Jones played... Agent Smith number one. We, he was good. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about Doug Jones a number of times. Isaac Singleton played Agent Smith number two. Um, yeah. He, he was a, <laughs> he's been a bunch of stuff. Um, he was in Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, Anger Management. Um, he does some voice work. He was Soundwave and Transformers, uh, Saget and Street Fighter. Um, he played Thanos in Avengers Assemble and Guardians of the Galaxy uh, um, in the animated. TV shows. Yeah, the animated yeah. shows. Um, he uh, he was the voice of Thanos in like a bunch of DC stuff. Mm. He's got a nice deep voice. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> Taylor Negron played uh, the chauffeur. Um, I love him or loved him. Go ahead. Yeah, he's um. I mean, he's been in a bunch of stuff for years. For um, years, for years. Fast yeah. Times at Ridgemont High, Johnny Dangerously, Better Off Dead. Better Off Dead was so good. He was the mailman. Yes, yes. <laughs> Always delivering shit to badgers. What's a little kid like you doing with smut like that? He was in the Aristocrats documentary, and he made the funniest joke in the whole movie. He's like, and of course, we will never forget the tragic events of September 11th. The day I left my visa at the Four Seasons. <laughs> um, he and uh, Danielle Harris were both in The Last Boy Scout. Yeah, huh. Interesting. Mm. Um, he passed away in 2015. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah. Um, and what's funny is that he didn't, this isn't even listed on his Wikipedia page, this movie. <laughs> he left it up. Someone left it off. Good. Uh, um. Uh, we got June Lockhart played mother <laughs> from freaking Lassie and Lost in Space. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. God. How? How are these people in this movie? <laughs> uh, Pat Crawford Brown played uh, Gertrude. She's um. She was in. Let's see. She. Oh my God. She's. She was in a bunch of uh. Of uh. TV during the eighties. She was in 18 again. The other older woman. Yeah. The other one. Like I, I definitely recognized her. She's like a character actress, like in everything. She she was in the rocketeer. Oh yeah, Yeah. she was. She was in sister act. She's been in so many things because she's again, one of those actors who looked like they were much older when they were younger. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Her, 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 uh, her, uh, credits just go on and on. She was in so many things. Um, yep. Uh, let's see. Um, Eva Marcel as news reporter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. She is. She's one of the American top models. Um, or, uh, George Stoltz is the police officer. He is in. Oh, he's in Seventh Heaven. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, I think we see how he got in this movie. Um, yep. Steve Braun as a guard. Uh, Beverly Long as Marge. And then Brian Cummings as the voice of uh, the oh, robot. robot. Yeah, Brian Cummings. Um, he's mostly does voice work, um, a lot of announcer stuff. Um, let's see, he was a... Uh, <laughs> So that robot's still working. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> he he uh he was in like every cartoon in the eighties. Um the Spider-Man show, the new Scooby and Scrappy Doo show, Snorks, Pole Position, the Wuzzles, G.I. Joe. These all sound like venereal diseases. <laughs> DuckTales. <laughs> he played Doofus Drake in DuckTales. Um oh, yeah. oh wow. Doofus. Yeah. Junior Woodchuck. Um Garfield and Friends. Yeah, he is just he's just uh a working voice actor. He does a lot of stuff, but um, yeah, that's our strangely full cast with a $2 million budget. Right. So weird. So How they did... have that many people. Eat. And like I said, those people aren't like multi-million dollar stars, but uh, you know, so he had to pay all of those people. Plus we'll get to it. The licensing alone is bonkers. Yeah. I mean, we have a cameo from one of star Wars's 
most famous characters. Yeah. 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 Like there, what? R2-D2 is in yeah. this fucking movie. Not it's, not a cutout. it's not a cutout. It's not an approximation that they made to look. It's, it's in the fucking center of the shop for a while. Yeah. How much did George get for that? Since you mentioned uh, the voice of Robo, uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to Poncho Moeller, who was the uh, the guy inside the Robo costume. Oh yeah, okay, good for him. Yeah, um, and he walked. He was made to look like the Buck Rogers little yeah dude, but the <laughs> but, face. Was... But doing like an early '90s SNL approximation of Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Why? A good impression. Yeah. Um so uh the I I have one review from Rotten Tomatoes. It's this is a half star review. <laughs> um wow. this movie has 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um Stephen B writes, "I hate myself. Watching that was like self-harm. So why did I watch it, you ask? Because as poor as it is, you feel it's going to get better at some point. Otherwise, why make it?" But I was duped. To think how broke I am. <laughs> Yet money was spent to make this. <laughs> Someone's having an existential crisis. I was going to say, it's an emotional plea of some kind. <laughs> um, that brings us to it. Um, guys? Well, um, I got a couple. Um, so since we thought this was a very religious and Christian overtone, I went to some Christian review sites, of which there are many. And it's actually cool that you can find out you know, how inappropriate a movie is. But despite some corny and dull moment, moments, Super Capers is entertaining and cute with an exciting, clever finish. Some comedy featuring dialogue from the Star Wars saga is particularly hilarious. During the comedy, um, it lifts up God, including the end credits. In fact, Ed discovers that his superpower is the power of prayer. Um, the movie has some light, foul language, however, and a reference to stepping in some animal dung. <laughs> also a monster may be too scary for young children um another person said doo, 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 doo. oh yeah um the, the, a bus hits a couple during implied cartoon sequence revealing heroes tragic past and fighting no sex but some kissing upper male nudity <laughs> upper male nudity that's and, a new phrase Men accidentally show their underwear, alcohol and smoking references, stealing, greed and deceit, plus man with oversized cranium can move objects with his mind. <laughs> That's, oh my God. That could be on witchcraft. Their, um, <laughs> on their little score chart, um, it, it's two dots uh, out of five for sex. Um, one dot out of five for consumerism. Three for violence, two for language, and two for drinking drugs and smoking. How many crosses did it get overall? How many crosses? Yeah. (laughs) Let's see. One in each hand. (laughs) (laughs) No. But, yeah, so that's just a couple. There were tons. And mostly people liked it. But, yeah. Yeah. Male. uh, Yeah. Bare-chested. Male. Upper male. nudity. Was was that referring to Ed when he had the... The muscle shirt on? Did anybody no, doesn't fully take their shirt off take or their ha- shirt off? have their shirt off? I mean, I don't remember. But I seriously saw in multiple reviews the thing about stepping in an animal shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I had no idea that was yeah. on a uh, and, uh, radar. 
The only one who was smoking was Robo, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Another review. Yeah. Brought that oh, up. The Sizemore, Sizemore yeah. puts a, a cigar into uh, oh. Howard's, Ron Howard's brother. What's his name? Oh, uh, yeah. Clint Howard's mouth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Andrew's right. Uh, almost every review included that it said crap twice. That's right. Yeah. Two craps. <laughs> I, uh, I thought there were a lot. I thought they said crap a lot more than I thought so. twice, but that's beside the point. One mother said it was so refreshing after superhero movies like The Dark Knight. It's like, first of all, why did you watch The Dark Knight? Secondly, what? You're comparing the two? Uh, uh, all right. So we're uh, going to jump into the play by play here, guys. Yeah. You ready to get into this thing? Let's rock. And roll. No, and wait. Just, just just rock. Let's rock. <laughs> just rock. Just, 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 yeah. I don't know. This movie kind of. <laughs> I, uh. All right. Dear here God. we go. This is Super Capers. All right. So I liked the titles quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, uh, the credit sequence. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was good. Yeah. It was nice. Um, we open. On a dark city street, a woman's being followed. She runs down a dark alley. She's attacked by a would-be mugger. They're interrupted by Ed Gruberman, a wannabe superhero. The woman reveals herself to be a superhero, too. Gruberman knocks the mugger through a window into a lawyer's office with a a uh, two-by-four. Then Red, the woman's superhero, is mad at Gruberman for interfering. But when the cops show up, they arrest Gruberman for assaulting an innocent citizen. Uh, uh, Gruber, man. Um, did anyone else feel in the beginning that like the you thought the vibe was going to be either like a Zucker Brothers weigh-ins type? Yeah, like yeah. that very scene and the goofiness happening with that because uh, it's always a dark alley that people try to escape into. It's uh, her, so, uh, yeah, her pulling the stuff out of her purse. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yes. Like exactly. the giant hammer. Yeah. The hammer. Yeah. I one hundred percent from the trailer and from the first scene thought it was going to be that kind of movie, like superhero movie. Yeah. That that one though. Yeah. But no. No. <laughs> it was not, and it was yeah. terrible. And some people call him Gruberman, like you would a last name, and some people call him Gruberman. Yeah. I <laughs> I'm mean, sure it's to insult him, but yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like that was supposed to be a joke. It just was bad. <laughs> It's just bad, you know, they kept repeating it. Yeah, it kept Mm. it kept reminding me of like uh, television lawyers like Gruberman and Gruberman. (laughs) Gruberize me. Um, I chuckled on the rewatch um, after he introduces himself as Ed Gruberman. um, And then the woman says that she's called Red. That he says, like, oh, we can definitely come up with a better name for you. This is coming from Ed Gruberman. Everybody, yeah, this is coming from Ed. Ed. <laughs> the balls on this guy. Be like this fucking guy. Can yeah? Be like, can you believe it was Ed Gruberman and Gruberman yeah. all along? The Ed Gruberman. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, then we get the credit sequence. Uh, then in court, Gruberman is explaining. Is, that's when Tom Sizemore is the lawyer who's gonna who's trying to take him down. Then Ed then Gruberman tries explains his backstory through some terrible flash animation. <laughs> um, yeah, very weird. And it's uh yeah, same as Dick Grayson's basically. Well yeah, okay. Yeah. But his okay, so his parents 
All right. They were circus performers. Oh. He idolized the hero, the Darkwing Vesper. They were not killed by a mysterious man, but a mysterious man sabotaged their circus act. And then they were run over specifically by a short yellow yeah. bus. Not oh, just a yeah. bus. So this is the bus that right. disabled children would ride to school. Yes. Special. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I loved Rook. I always love Rooker, but his, his judge's outfit was just hilarious. I, I immediately like, called him Count Judgula. I was going to say, he looked like Dracula. <laughs> Count Judgula. <laughs> uh, so the, the credit sequence um, was drawn by Tom Richmond. Yes. I noticed, uh, but I didn't remember his name. Yeah. I, I immediately thought, this looks like Mad Magazine, and I just now look finally looked him up. Um, he's yeah, he's, guy, right? Oh. Yeah, he's been contributing to Mad Magazine since 2000. Right. I bet he started doing characters after Mort Drucker couldn't anymore because yeah. I see a little bit of that in there. I was going to say, yep. yeah, then the entire like flashback circus like animation, they looked very Mad Magazine-y too. Okay. Yep. Yeah, makes sense. Um. So, all right. Uh. He vowed to find the mysterious man who sabotaged his parents. The judge sentences Gruberman to a halfway house for superheroes in training. And there's the whole thing with the dollar and to, oh, like it just it was not funny. It was no. not funny. No. Um. All right. So he's driven there by taxi driver Adam West in the Batmobile. He arrives. Who was a former superhero, Man Bat. Yes. Right. And they used a shot. I don't think it was from the show, but if we remember from Batman 66, the movie, there's shots of them on a windy road, maybe Pacific yeah. Coast Highway, where the um, Batmobile is hidden after they land the Batcopter. Yeah. <laughs> but so it looks like the same windy road. But yeah, as we said, Adam West didn't look bored like, say, William Hurt. He looked mad. Yeah, he looked angry the entire yeah, yeah. time. Yes. Like, why are you well, doing he probably this got Batman? A, a, like a flat amount to shoot for, you know, 35 minutes. Yes, yeah. And then wound up in the Batmobile with taxi driver on top and was given his lines. He probably had right. no idea what he was reading until he got there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, and, and it was not very reverent of Batman. Well, well, yeah. Or funny. No, it yeah. wasn't. And, you know, he probably, that was probably like the fifth take. And he was like, we got this. Why are we doing this again? I yeah, have right. to go. I have a dental appointment. Burt <laughs> <Like, laughs> Ward is appointment. blowing I up mean, my phone. Blackjack somewhere <laughs> in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah. Um, Poor guy. Uh, all right. So they arrive at the halfway, the super capers house. They meet Sarge, the leader of the house. Sarge introduces him to the others. Um, there's Felicia Freeze, who has ice powers. Herman Brainerd, who has telekinetic powers. Q, who is the scientist with the Arnold Schwarzenegger robot. With, yet again, a trademarked name. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The tech guy. Yeah, like, Q. I mean, literally. <laughs> he was that, that character existed in the Ian Fleming books. He's been in every Bond. Like, yeah. Wait, all they own sense. that yeah. name. Well, and is they, this is this the Q? Is this no? Like, I mean, he's not the same Q. I don't mean, Star Trek. 
I mean, oh, Q. Q from Star Trek. Like Q and on. Is this, oh, is this <laughs> Q? It hadn't existed. Hot, yeah, top secret uh, military clearance. Oh, yeah. Lord. I think yeah. this might be the Q. Uh, um, so Q is going to design a new uniform for Gruberman. We meet Will Powers. He's a handsome Homelander type. Um, and Puffer Boy, who puffs up when he's scared. Who is Riggs? Yeah, the director. Yep. Yeah. And he, he sits in one of the many inflatable chairs. I understand <laughs> it's a joke, but like, uh, but Ed sits down on a couch couch. And um, Puffer fishes in him. When we first meet Felicia Freeze, he makes the classic, hilarious, misogynistic joke. How many men does it take to open a beer bottle? Yeah, none. It should be open when One she gives it to him. Yeah. Right. And but and like she gets mad at it, like, oh, you misogynist, but secretly, you know, oh, it's funny though, secretly. Right. Yeah. Even even like the- kissing this guy's face later on in the movie. First thing he says is straight up misogynistic dad jokes. Uh, Even with Red in the alley, now maybe she was playing him, but yeah, she pretends to come on to him or comes on to him. <laughs> I guess Ed is just irresistible. Yeah. yeah as yeah. we can see, he's clearly. Yeah. He's clearly a catch. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. All right. So um, there's that brief career of Igniter Boy who immolates himself immediately for a gag. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a that's a well known actor, right? Or relatively yeah. well known. Yeah, he's been in things. Yeah, yeah. he was he in was the American in, Pie. Yes, yes, he yeah. he was. Um, he was in Dorm Days with uh, our our boy, our star. Oh, okay. oh, oh yeah. Justin Whalen. Um, he was he was in like all those movies in the nineties. Yeah, right. all of like the teen. raunchy teen comedy. Right, yeah. yeah. They're like trying to be Porky's, but not allowed to be Porky's. Yeah, well. they're PG thirteen, so it's gonna, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, can we have tits in this movie? No, look, we have a kid fucking a pie. <laughs> You're yeah. just gonna have to be happy with that. <laughs> they're heavily implied that there is nudity just off screen. Right, right, over just and over again. Yeah, male upper nudity. <laughs> <laughs> be like, oh. I'm sorry, you've been diagnosed with male upper nudity. <laughs> I, b- I believe uh, Ray Griggs actually grew up in the upper male nudity West. <laughs> I think he did. Um, so, all right. They, um, let's see. Sarge tells them there's a villain named Cretan who's doing something bad on a highway or a bridge. So his name is Cretan? Yes. That's the Minotaur's yeah, like, name is Cretan. Because my subtitles kept changing it every now and then. So for a second, I thought it meant Cretan. Ian, like the island oh, Crete. Yeah, like from Crete. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, either way, why would you not call him the Minotaur? Yes. Right? Why yes. would Okay, he, he's probably dim-witted because he's a bull, but like <laughs> you went with Cretan instead. And also, maybe I'm looking too much into it, but it could be a jab at Greek mythology and the idea of polytheism and that bullshit. I mean, yeah, it but probably I might have made that up, but yeah. I'm really disappointed they didn't call him the Thetan. <laughs> <laughs> That's the little dude's name. Because <laughs> he's small enough to, to get inside you. <laughs> John Polito. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. So, yeah, their vehicle's an RV, which is 
made to look like the DeLorean from Back to the Future. And you go ahead, Brian. <laughs> I thought this was relatively clever. Oh, I did too. However, did you notice that um, it, there were a couple refrains that were actually John Williams's Back bah, to the Future, bah, not John bah, Williams. Bah, bah, um, bah, bah, um, oh, uh, Goldsmith. No, uh, uh, the other guy. What's his name? Um, ah, shit. What is his name? Um, but yeah, you know what I mean, right? It wasn't like sort, you know, switched up or changed. Yeah, it, yeah. it was it, that it refrain. Was, yeah. It was changed just enough. Was it? Um, it, it seemed was, exactly. It, like, it wasn't the exact. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm not the authority. My, my ear is great, was, but. It, but it was very close. It was very close. Um, Alan Silvestri. That's the oh, yeah. Silvestri. He did all the Avengers music and stuff too. Yeah. But it, it was just in my list of how did you get the right to do that? But if, if he yeah. changed it, okay. It, cool. it was just bent enough out of the yeah. original had to be subtle. progression. The, yeah. I, they, um, he lands on what? The flat. Alan Silvestri lands on the flat fourth. And in this one, the flat fourth was the second to last. Note. The flat fourth lands Holy on here. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good for you. Um anyways, so all right. Um, I uh I had forgotten this um since we mentioned the Minotaur. The Minotaur did uh from mythology did come from the island of Crete. I thought yes. it was from somewhere else like cuz I kept thinking Theseus and right. Thebes and something that I forgot oh, that it was actually. That so makes sense. this was a reference to the Isle of Crete. I did not even put that yeah. together. I, yeah. I did think of it, but I, I yeah. didn't think I thought I was wrong, even if like, no, you're thinking too much, but yeah, okay, I see. <clears throat> Cretan. Cretean. Cretan. Cretan. Yeah. Ugh. It was supposed to be a double entendre with yeah. Island of Crete and Dimwit. Yeah. All right. So um yeah, the DeLorean can't get to 88 miles per hour, though. They make a point of saying that. Or the, the RV can't. Um, the RV, yeah, it's yeah. loaded down. But they have a flux capacitor. They do. And, and the, they and say the huge. same line. <laughs> yeah. It's a huge flux capacitor. And the same line, like, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're going to get up those hills. <laughs> no, they even said, like, that's what makes time travel possible. Like uh, Christopher Lloyd said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, all right, so they arrive at the bridge. There's the Cretan and Captain Sludge. They're stealing money, gold, from an overturned armored car. Okay, I can't believe we forgot to say this. This movie has a subtitle. Did, did you? Oh, yeah. oh my God, that's no, right. And the, what is the it? Bullion. The Lost Bullion. Okay, the, so there, that's what I was going to bring up. A lot of people say bullion, which is what makes broth. <laughs> and there's gold <laughs> bullion. But bullion anyways, yeah, and what bullion. A, okay, gotcha. Yeah. I put gold in my soup. But yeah, so weird. Makes my doo-doo sparkle. So it was Subtitle. Super Capers, The Origins of Ed, and The Missing Bullion. Yep. Um, the the new batch. <laughs> colon. The revenge. Yeah, colon, back in the habit. Colon. Back, gold, back in the colon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's a bridge fight, and he stopped... Yeah, a very a very unprotected uh, vehicle full of gold bars, right? Yeah, <laughs> and and I kept wondering like what all the police and everything were doing, just not like shooting at them, at that right? Point. Not doing anything, watching it. Yeah, uh, if nothing else, kill the abomination of nature that was never <laughs> meant to live, <laughs> right? 
Um, so which I gotta say, uh, Creighton did not look half bad. Yeah, no, it looks. It was, it looks it was terrifying. Decent. In like, in a, no, yeah. but yeah, quality rubber makeup. You can see inside his mouth. He was able to open his mouth pretty wide. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm with Al. But yeah. again, two million dollars. How did they afford this shit? Oh, right. Um, okay. All right. So yeah, the Captain Sludge insults Will Powers. Um, then. The other hero's powers become useless. Then Gruberman starts praying for God to smite the Cretan, and a lamppost falls on him. This is important, folks. This is an yeah. important moment in the film for many reasons. Yep. Which it's... we shall revisit. Spoiler alert. So he initially starts praying, just hiding behind the car with Will Powers. Right. And Will forces him. Like in front of the Cretan, like, right. oh, hey, check out this guy's powers. He's got God on his side. Yeah. Right. Because he without says any like evidence right. that, right. <laughs> that he, just because he's praying, like nothing has happened. Could, he just he throws this guy in front of a monster. Well, and it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's made to seem like it's a big coincidence, except there is one moment later in which we explicitly see that God does, in fact, explicitly right. answer this dude's prayers. And it's all that takes. All that takes Will Powers to to even get there is that Ed says he believes in God. So it was like a revelation. Will Powers is like, wait, what? You believe in God? All right. Yeah. <laughs> Save us. But like, that's what was amazing. Was yeah. That the dude believed in God. Yeah. Weird. Um, and so, yeah, his prayer works. And it's an unironic prayer. No, it's completely. He meant it. Yeah. Completely yeah. unironic. Um, the bad guys flee. Gruberman tells the cops not to follow him. Let them get away. <laughs> Whatever you say, Gruberman. We, who are you? <laughs> right? Yeah, what did he say? Let them get away because we need a third act. He yeah. says, yeah, he says it's only the first act. Keep the oh, viewer yeah. interested. Mm-hmm. So then um, the judge uh, shows up to congratulate him. Oh, hang on. <laughs> uh, Felicia, like, Oh, yeah. she thinks she underestimated Ed. She's said she's something. A little, some, I, yeah, I she's all exactly like, what. "Hey, hot stuff, get up in this Christian bitch." I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, right. I want to bury your children because that is my duty as your future wife. Yeah, this exactly. was essentially the power of prayer gets me hot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Same praying makes me horny. Is what she's, <laughs> is what she's saying. <laughs> it's a boner killer no more. Now it's sexy. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we make out, do you want to talk about Jesus? <laughs> Let's pray first. <laughs> Let's pray first. And uh, then in my mind, I'm like, ha ha ha, I'm not praying. I'm just quiet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, then we see uh, like an old black and white winged Vesper. Is this, I mean, I guess this is supposed to be like a Batman 66 style tv show or is this just a flashback like what is this i think he had a show right yeah yeah it uh it was a sh- yeah it was a it was a show um they mentioned it a couple times uh later um he was in comics and a tv show i thought or, that was kind of that was kind of funny that like the bullets bouncing off his chest right um yeah it just looked like somebody was throwing bullets throwing from yeah. off screen. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it was, yeah, it was cute. It was. Cu- I mean, yeah. Th- there's moments here and there that aren't like 100 percent terrible, but you know, most of them are. I thought, it, yeah, it made me think of like the old time serials. You know, that you'd see part before a movie yeah. and go back, like, but the, like that, Superman, right? And and Batman uh, back in the day, but. It made me then think, uh, how fucking old is Ed Gruberman? Right. He he went to movies when there's still newsreels and shorts. Right. But he's clearly like 20 in 2009. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. So um, let's see. I think we missed it. But when he first talked about, um, you know, what he was doing before he joined the capers, there's that shot of him with his little random crew. One's a biker. One's a clown. One's Santa Claus. That's one right. dead. Oh, oh the, I forgot about that. The the, the the biker Santa Claus and the transvestite. Oh, that I'm sorry, you're right. Yeah, the, yeah. That's um, right. and Santa grabs his ass. <laughs> yeah, he said he was never like before wandering into that alley. He was never a real superhero. He just mm-hmm. he posed for things and did uh, singing telegrams. Right. And he just neglected to take off his costume that day. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. right. So, um, but he also told the judge in court that he vowed to get vengeance for his parents' murder. Right. Yeah, he told his dad that. All right, that's it. <laughs> the movie's ruined. <laughs> um. All right. Anyway. So yeah, we get a scene with a bunch of old ladies in a laundromat. Um, on their way out, Brainerd and Gruberman spot the judge loading what looks like a dead guy into the trunk of his limo. They follow the judge, who's aware of them. He gloats that they're falling into his trap. Um, Brainerd uses his powers to make the body fall out of the trunk. Turns out it's a mannequin. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that, but just the line says, like, I thought there was a mannequin in here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they stole a joke from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, that's true. The one he asks if he has a chance, if Brainerd thinks he has a chance with Felicia. Mm-hmm. And he's also, you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> yeah. We also didn't mention it. They used it in the trailer like a bunch of idiots. But the only thing that made me laugh out loud was he, Brandon's talking about like the cloaking system and how their RV can be camouflaged. And then yeah. they show the scene in its two branches. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, only was, thing that made me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. So, um, all right. So Gruberman, the judge and the driver dump a bag in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> um, Gruberman checks it out, discovers it's a bunch of gold in a duffel bag. He decides he's not going to tell the other superheroes about the gold. Uh, okay. I mean, all right. Yeah, that's that's criminal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gruberman goes back to the place. He gets a new suit. Then he and Felicia have a romantic moment. They're doing a finger thing. Finger yeah. back. Oh, <laughs> that was a finger <laughs> back. <laughs> yeah, she's immediately into him now. Yeah. Um, then we get a news report that there's still 20 million in gold bars missing from the robbery earlier. Gruberman is blamed for the bad guys getting away. Two agents show up and arrest Gruberman for the theft of the missing gold. This mo- nothing much happens in this movie. It's like 50, right. 50% gags that are, well, bad. <laughs> they are right. bad, bad gags, but 
but no real story. And it's confusing that the word capers is in the title. They're, you know, they have to figure out one thing, which is who the judge is, but it implies that they solve mysteries or, you know. Yeah. Super capers. No, it's just, yeah, anyways, continue. Yeah, so um, the agent. Just that they all wear capes. Well, that's literally what it means. Yeah. And he didn't care about the fact there was another meaning. So, all right. Uh, the agents. The, what, what, and now this is a Matrix reference. Um, mm. um, they received an anonymous tip and found the buried gold. They also shut down super capers and arrest everyone there as an accomplice. But it turned out it was Curly's gold. <laughs> they were hurt. <laughs> It was just that wristwatch that they lost inside the sheep all along. <laughs> it's what Steve Buscemi buried in the snowy field. <laughs> Agent Smith uh, read the tag on uh, on Ed's suit, his new uh-huh. outfit. Yeah. And it said uh, property of Warner Brothers Studios. Did this look like anything we're familiar with? Um, no. And I had to look at... I, um, no, it's not. But I had okay. to look it up. It it was 20th Century Fox who was involved in this, which again makes it crazy because there are Warner Brothers properties, there are Universal, there are Lu- Lucasfilm. You know, those 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 posters you can't just call up Universal or uh, 20th Century Fox or, or MGM and ask to have those things. That's Lucasfilm shit. Yeah. I just I'm, don't get it. I mean, can you just put a poster you bought in a store on the wall in a movie i mean i would think yes but my biggest thing is you know r2d2 yeah well i mean okay because like he's 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 actually been known to be pretty chill one of the best examples is Spaceballs, and he told mel brooks that he could do absolutely anything he wanted but he couldn't market toys that made people think they were star wars toys yeah um but so that's a likeness issue and but R2-D2, who, whenever we have seen him in a movie, is a big reveal. Yeah. Well, <laughs> At I, least lately. Yeah. Yeah. I, I imagine this was like a fan-made version of R2. Like, you go to a Comic-Con, there's R2s rolling around. I yeah, I'm, talking about those. Pretty, I'm talking likeness, right? Oh, yeah. well, I mean, yeah. I mean, R2 is a character. I don't know. I don't know how and you get parody with R2. Is allowed. No, no. Parody is allowed. So, I could make a caricature of Mickey Mouse and call him something different, and he could look... Almost exactly, but that would be different. They didn't modify him at all. He didn't look like he was a knockoff of R2. I'm spending too much time on this, but it was the actual yeah. R2-D2. It wasn't an interpretation of no, it's, it. It's it was what you would see in a museum. <laughs> yeah, if you'd put like cop lights on it or something, it would have been fine. Or a different color. Yeah. You know, Painting as there are other r 2 mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. I didn't check the credits, but was there anything? Did anybody look at the credits to see anything about props or rights or anything like that? Yeah, they were in there. He thanks them. The first thank you is to George Lucas, I think, right? Yeah, Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. Yeah, I mean, he was reverent. He loved the things he was referencing. But, um, yeah. And he says, like every uh, credit sequence, that those items did belong to those respective companies. Mm. I, I brought up the costume because... Uh, Q even says, like, after they find the tag, he says, oh, I may have borrowed that. Um, oh. So, yeah, oh, I just yeah. I couldn't place it anywhere. I was wondering if anybody else had. I think it was just supposed to be a joke about them ripping off other superhero movies. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. They own caped heroes. Yeah. Batman. So. All right. So um, 
Gruberman is taken to a mansion. <laughs> Red's there. Turns out the agents work for the judge. Red tells Gruberman that the judge is the Darkwing Vesper and is the same person who caused his parents' death. And um, Red claims that she's the reason for the polar caps melting for global warming. Yeah. She even, makes, she even makes a joke of like, you think human beings did that? Oh my God, yes. Yeah. Like, uh, so, yeah, so over. Yeah, mm-hmm. s- not even vaguely veiled, thinly veiled. No. <laughs> Agenda. Yeah. Global uh, warming. Ha. It's yep. funny. It's punchline. Yeah. It's not real. Um, so, all right. Um, the judge shows up, reveals that Gerberman was set up by him for all of this from the beginning. He planted stuff. I don't know. There was a thing with a signature. Um, the, ju- the lawyer was the devil in yeah. the end, right? Yes. Yeah. The judge wants to turn Gruberman bad. He wants, and then we get some Star Wars stuff. This is the best part <laughs> of the whole movie. Don't just say, well, say wait, stuff. Wait. Well, no, no, we get some Star Wars stuff. And then he says, but this is what gets me is that he, um, he does the, I am your father thing. And, uh, mm-hmm. Gruberman says, that's just like return of the Jedi. That was the empire strikes back. And Rook well, says that. And yeah. Rooker says it back to him. It's like, no, that was Empire. He's all, that know? was Empire first. They literally well. quote the entire conversation between the Emperor and Luke. Yeah. Like yeah. the entire conversation. I noticed something else. Um, when he when Ed first comes in, uh, Rook does the the chair reveal, you know. Yeah. So he turns around. And then a few things happen. And then we're back in that scene. And Ed's like three steps up. And Michael Rooker has gotten back in the chair and turned around for another reveal. Oh my god! While Ed's standing on the steps. Well, and at this point, we got some Star Wars aped music that was very much like throne room, Mm -hmm. not the ah or whatever uh, Emperor music, but similar to that. Yeah, the music at the the peak of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, we did. This shit made me laugh just because it kept going. It was just like them beating the dead horse of them stealing directly mm-hmm. from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, so then meanwhile, Captain Sledge, Cretan, and Red are going to kill the rest of the super capers. They start fighting back. Um, Puffer Boy goes to help Gruberman. The judge reveals he's Gruberman's father. He killed his parents to give Gruberman motivation. Puffer Boy shows up, sends Gruberman off to help the others, and stays to fight the judge. He inflates himself in a doorway. Fight the judge. <laughs> Pufferfish is like this whole damn system is out of order. <laughs> well, and he's he's actually what the dark Vesper? What they call him? Yeah, yeah, the the night night the dark winged Vesper. The, yes, dark dark winged Vesper, <laughs> dark winged duck. duck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dangerous. Um. So, all right, Gruberman arrives at the scene of the fight. He gets in the RV and drives away and. Q reveals his light sword. Yes. Uh, right. Again. I hated it. Again. Hate that's it. why I brought it up. Kevin Smith couldn't even call them lightsabers. It's just fucking crazy. <laughs> All right. So he shows his light sword. Yeah. Um, Sludge goes after him. Gruberman drives the RV off the edge of Mount <laughs> Rushmore. <laughs> Kids at home. That's not possible. There's no, there's no access no, there's for no, you. There's no highway up there. Yes. Well, yeah, the public can't get 
up above. It would have been defaced years ago. Oh, Lincoln would have had blackface if people could get up on top What city are they in? I no, don't know. Point. I mean, it's clearly oh, LA, but also I don't know. North Dakota or wherever the hell. It's in South, but I've, you're right. Yeah, North I've been Dakota, to Mount yeah. Rushmore. There's nothing near it for miles and miles and many, gift many shops, miles. Yeah. yeah. Al and I have also been in, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we definitely didn't drive up on top of the heads. <laughs> from the, from, yeah, up on top of the heads from from what looks like uh, that that highway that every movie uses that's not Pacific Coast. It's like a little inland, whatever that is, where it looks like they're driving through like kind of a mountainy area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same highway. It's I remember from Terminator. Like it's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it's in Austin Powers. Yeah. Um. All right, so um, yeah, yeah, it is. At this point, Gruberman prays to God to save him, and God makes the van fall faster (laughs) to eighty-eight miles an hour. (laughs) So because Ed says um, that he'll get to spend eternity with God, they'll be best buddies. Yeah, and you just hear the God voice. Oh no. Yeah, it was his righteous suicide mission. Uh, so then the van travels back in time a week and starts to fly. Sludge goes over the cliff and dies with Tom Sizemore Devil in the car with him. <laughs> and, and he makes an earnest attempt at prayer at a deathbed conversion, which yeah. does uh, not work. Yeah, apparently not. <laughs> Doesn't take. <laughs> um. So Gruberman goes back to the bridge. Where the, the, uh, the now the uh, the RV cabin um, is making like Star Trek Enterprise sounds. Yeah, now that it's flying. Yeah, yeah. all the, the sound effects yeah, with that, the occasional yeah. Roadrunner meet meet. Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah, well, yeah, and another thing I believe is copyrighted. And through, throughout, they've made he, they've made a number of Star Trek references. Like yeah. Well, and from the first minute and a half, there have been lo- there were Looney Tunes sound effects throughout the entire thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the cloaking device mm-hmm. gag was accompanied by um, a Star Trek reference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, he oh ever- wait, there's also uh, the we see the lawyer billboard. Oh, um, <laughs> for that lawyer, um, uh-huh. and it it read Dewey Cheatham and How. Yep. Uh, <laughs> That's such an old joke. It is. Yeah. I recognize it from the end credits of Car Talk. Um, that oh. was Click and Clack's legal team. Uh, yeah. Did we cheat him Was this a Car Talk reference or was it just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, I miss Car Talk. Yeah. But the, the, bill, the billboard also said um, a good lawyer knows the law, a great lawyer knows the judge. Uh, eh. That's clever. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so he goes back to the bridge where the earlier scene is still happening. Um, he reads time travel for dummies and sees that his past self must never see his future self. He for morons because they couldn't morons. get, yeah, they couldn't get the rights to <laughs> that. They couldn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> those guys probably want real money. Yeah. <laughs> the, they're no dummies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Film licensing for dummies. Um, <laughs> then he sees the judge do, I don't know. I kind of, my second watch through, I was fast forwarding through this, the judge and he's hiding Same. stuff and then someone's invisible. I don't even care. And they may, 
you could hear uh, clicking like the predator when you saw the invisible saw the invisible person. Uh, <laughs> wow. So, so yeah, um, he bumps the wow. bridge and causes the lamp to fall on Cretan. Then the RV goes through some sort of time hole or something. He can fly for like a minute or something. For a minute. Yeah, so, he he beams out uh, after punching the in case you're screwed button. Which um, had the Star Trek transporter. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Which beams him 30 feet above the RV, but he still has to flap another five feet up right. to grab the bridge. Was this just supposed to be a cartoon style thing? I think so. Yeah, yeah this was definitely a, a Wiley Coyote kind of thing. Uh, but I have a question. So once they reveal that it's time traveling, Ed, that knocks over the lamppost, does that imply... Is that telling us his prayer powers don't work? That everyone just misunderstood it? Well, I think it's or, I think it's God works in mysterious ways kind of deal. Okay, I thought so too. I definitely, it, it was go God who was responsible for sending him back in time. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Very perfect. specifically, God. God has a line in the film. Yeah. Man, they got an answer for everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Christianity in a nutshell. <laughs> we'll make it up on the fly. Um, okay. All right. So, yeah. Uh, then he shows up. Um, he has Will Powers stop the van with the bad guys from leaving. Um, he sees himself. It doesn't combust just yet. Uh, he stops the judge, reveals that Red is his accomplice. She can also turn invisible. Felicia punches her out. Um, because apparently, <laughs> because apparently, all of the character development they experienced that he's now traveled back in time and negated still exists in these characters. <laughs> yeah. Um, the judge escapes. The old Gruberman then just combusts. Like that's kind of dark. Yeah. It took. Uh, I timed it. It took five minutes from when he first saw future Ed. Um. For him to combust, and it actually didn't happen until they almost touched. touched. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So it wasn't just seeing; it had to be physical contact or near physical contact. Um. Yeah. Instead of combust, yeah, I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, it was really dumb. Um, they get in an RV. In the RV, they all drive away to the tune of the greatest American hero theme, and then the credits yeah. roll. Yeah. That's um, a- flying but- away on a wing and a prayer. Yeah. Oh. On a wing and a prayer. Oh my God! I just kept thinking, believe it or not, I'm not. George isn't at home. <laughs> Where could I be? <laughs> believe it or not, I'm not here. <laughs> um, there was an after credit sequence. Oh, there I missed was. it. There was yeah. it. God smiting all of them for blasphemy. No. no, the judge finds the keys to the missing RV. And gets in, gets in a limo with the two Smith agents who say next time we can use our powers and they take off their sunglasses and their eyes are glowing green. Yeah. Yeah. So are they demons or angels? That wasn't clear, but they definitely acted like we were going to see more. It said to be continued. (laughs) Yeah. Just like, just like the Old Testament. Yeah. And then, (laughs) and then Barack Obama got reelected. So, you know, that universe just. That's right. Snipped. Uh, Obamacare prevented him from making it. He took all that extra billionaire money away from his ability to make new movies. He's like, hey, so, 30 grand doesn't grow on trees. When I, when I looked up Lucifer, 
Um, the description on IMDb said that that was supposed, it was an eight minute short. Um, but it said that it was supposed to be the first in a trilogy, which apparently oh, never got made. No, he's Does been trying take- to make the wind in the willows for the last 11 years. <laughs> do they all take place in the Jesus first or they're all separate? It doesn't everything. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is America. This is the Jesus verse. <laughs> you know the Jesus verse. Chicago Hope. <laughs> Chicago PD. And CIS. Yeah. Jesus. He couldn't make his sequel because he's still working on his app. <laughs> Have you wondered, can I harass people? Well, now you can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a movie. I have I have one big unanswered question. Hit us. <sighs> Why? <laughs> That's all. This, That's similar to my question. This movie. Oh. This movie crushed because my Jesus. spirit. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That was right. Yeah. Because Jesus. This movie just crushed me. Like it crushed my spirit. I, like I have no energy for any of it. Yeah. I'm done. Not even, actually, not even Jesus. They didn't mention Jesus once. It was just God. It was just God. Yeah. yeah. But, See, yeah. I want to. I want to leave this movie at the water's edge and never think of it ever again. Well, but I want to know who paid for this production. I want to know. I want to name names. Right. Yeah. I have an unanswered question. Okay. Is the super caper chili pie recipe in the credits um, any good? Oh. Mm. The fuck! I should have watched the credits. Right. Yeah, there's a whole recipe in there. Um, Chili pie sounds awful, though. I was going to say, I know I'm always not craving that. Right. It's, uh, so it's essentially um, it's chili uh, in a uh, between two layers of cornbread. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like the most Midwestern yeah. thing I've ever heard of. Yeah, I was it's actually kind of so it's actually kind of Texas shit. because it's common to put Fritos in. There's a free, yeah, mm. Frito chili. Oh, Frito pie, yeah. Huh. Anywho, um, did they eat chili pie in this movie? Nobody ate anything. No. As far as I, there's a scene where Felicia and Ed are aggressively drinking water at each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So, but there was his boxers mentioned Jesus. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's Jesus right. Jesus loves me. That's right. Jesus loves me boxers. That's like wearing uh, American flag underwear and yeah. being like, I'm so proud of America. I got American flag rubbing on my genitals. That's right. like you it's, have it's the name awesome. of your savior and redeemer rubbing against your genitalia. Yeah. Right. Isn't that more disrespectful than me taking the Lord's name in vain? Right. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. Like nah. on a scale, that's that's definitely worse. I think right. that God would laugh at me being like, oh, man, you made a lot of Jesus jokes. In that right. one movie, versus uh, you were wearing my son's name on your crotch. Name. My like, son's name. My son's name. <laughs> <laughs> like <Jimmy>. weird. <laughs> Jimothan. <laughs> Jimothan. Oh, <laughs> uh, so all right. I don't. I don't know. I don't really have much else to say about this thing. <laughs> the sooner we're done I have with it, so much better. to say, but it's not going to enlighten or add any value. So yeah. I, re- I realize that, yeah. I- I'm just yeah. going to keep asking the same questions. Just, there are no answers to. I just want to put uh, this whole thing behind us. Same. So, What's this guy's um, name again? Ray Griggs? Ray yeah. Griggs. Yeah. My Chris last question is, Ray Griggs, have you no shame? <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. we know the answer to that, Brian. Oh, yeah, no. obviously no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's all, we're on a mission from God. 
All right. Rooker. Well, you guys ready to rank it? Yeah. Um, last. Dead last. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I, was trying, I was initially pondering if it was worse than Crow the Wicked Prayer. Then I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, it is. We, yeah. we had a lot of fun with the with w- Wicked Prayer. Yeah, that movie this was does bonkers. not hit on any level. Like you mentioned, Trauma is better. Trauma was absolutely better. Like they they didn't try. The only thing they tried to do was just shove Jesus or God in everybody's face. Yeah, they had nothing redeemable. Yeah, that's where I stand. One hundred. I'm honestly shocked. Whatever we're at, <laughs> I didn't think anything was going to replace the Crow Wicked Prayer as our worst. Like I thought we were past like the ones that were truly terrible, like that yeah, level of bad. But nope, <laughs> you did it, Super Capers. Yeah, I still I still agree with the ranking, but I uh, Will Powers and Brainerd were a couple redeeming qualities yeah. of the. I movie. like the Return of the Jedi uh, moment. But still, <laughs> fuck this movie. Damn it to hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have no use for it. Yeah. To hell with this I hate, movie. I hate it was made. Yeah. Yeah. Everything about it is bad. So, all right. It's in our rearview mirror. It's over. Super Capers is the worst movie we've watched for this show. Number 82. Out of 82. Yes. Out of 82. And it's only going to get deeper as we add more movies. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. I can't, I can't think of anything that's gonna top this i can't or, i cannot imagine and <laughs> this is out of left field so i yeah. you know i was pretty confident in the fact that i didn't like anything really from wicked prayer but now that we saw this i know that wicked prayer was more entertaining than this. yeah <laughs> it's fucked absolutely well and they're kind of similar weird cameos that were like way bigger than the movie itself oh my god wicked, yeah. wicked yeah. prayer had dennis hopper being insane and not yeah. knowing his lines so yeah that's no, but you're, you're right spiritualism in both yeah yeah they're very similar in a lot of weird ways uh. they are <laughs> um and next week we're going i can't believe this but we're going to watch a better movie X-Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fun. That'll be fun. I'm um, excited for this And movie. yeah, stay tuned. We'll have a, a guest panelist next week, Mr. Jerry Wagner. Um, Sweet. Yeah. So um, that's that's it. I'm, I'm calling it a day on this one. I am not sorry to see it go. I don't like to walk it, watch it walk away. I'm just <laughs> glad it's over. Um, <laughs> it's time to stop this jibber-jabbering. I'm going to go get Mother's Panties out of the dryer. Your host, Throw Smiley. I'm Josh Cece, and I have the power of prayer. No, um, seriously, I have the power of prayer. We all do. I'm Brian Lesh, and I'll ask the Lord to lay the smack down. Don't make me gruberize you. I'm Alaric Weber. Uh, thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>